Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Wednesday the 14th of June. And as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisors regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with the scores on the doors. And you may notice in the newsletter today, when you see the numbers in their glory, that we have rearranged a few things as well. So just uh, bear that in mind, and also bear it in mind for me, because I've got to find the right things. But last night, the US market, Dow Jones, up 146 points, 0.43%, 34,212. A little bit of a muted response in some respects. It had a high of 244 up and a low of plus 42. We did get the CPI number out last night, which came in at its lowest level in about two years, up around 4% from a year ago, just 0.1% for the month. So that certainly now gives the Fed a reason to skip, pause, or whatever you want to call it, but certainly it now looks like a 100% chance that the FOMC will not do anything. We get that news, of course, through in our time on Thursday morning. We did see the NASDAQ up 111 points, up 80.83%, 13,573, kicking on again. The S&P 500 up 0.7%, 30 points to 43.69 in the middle for diddle as always this breakout of optimism ensures that the vix volatility index remains under pressure 2.7 percent down 14.61 nobody's very worried about anything it seems at the moment spy futures showing a 44 point gain or 0.6 of a percent gain yesterday we sort of groveled and grinded higher up around 16 points or 0.23 percent but we should be kicking on today 44 points better on the spy looking at european markets they were all better primarily across the board stock 600 up 0.6 FTSE up 0.3 germany up 0.8 france up 0.6 as well in terms of u.s stocks now we do have a little more detail on a few extra stocks sneaking in to our u.s stocks in the table this morning. NVIDIA is a new entrant, 3.9% higher. AMD though, down at 3.6% and they did introduce a new chip uh, yesterday as well. The forthcoming most advanced GPU for artificial intelligence, the aptly named MI300X, will start shipping to some customers later this year and this is going to be a challenge to NVIDIA wasn't a challenge to the share price last night, but you never know. Netflix was up 2.8%, Meta up 0.1%. Tesla just continues to push ever higher, 3.5% higher. JP Morgan and the rest of the banks all solid. JP Morgan up 0.7%, Citigroup up 0.5%, Goldman up 09 Bank of America up 09 Wells Fargo up nearly 2%. And we did see General Motors doing well as well, up 2.7% last night. Microsoft up 0.7, Apple down slightly 0.3 of a percent. Did see one uh, broking house in the US downgrading Apple slightly 
Ford doing well as well, up 2.5%. So car makers generally and tech stocks doing well. Tesla getting the benefit from both of those. Amazon up 0.07%. In European banks, UBS was up 0.4% of a percent. Barclays is up 1%. And Deutsche uh, hardly changed, to be honest. CBA trading overseas up 1.2% there. Now, as far as the U.S. Uh, bond market goes, we had the U.S. 10s, 3827 That was up 6.2 basis points. The two years up 8.5 basis points, 4.67. And the Aussie 10 back up at 3.97. So a little bit of movement at the station. Bitcoin falling a quarter of a percent. The Aussie dollar 67.64. And the U.S. dollar index down 0.3 of a percent there for the bond market. As far as the Russell 2000 goes, I know some of you are interested in the smaller cap space in the US. A good day for the Russell, up 1.2%. And the Toronto Stock Exchange, which has an economy not dissimilar to ours, was up 0.35%. Looking at commodities, we did see a bounce in the Brent crude price last night. It has been Pretty under pressure for some time. Uh, Brent crude up 2.4% and WTI up 3.4%, uh, $2.26.69.34, but still below 70 bucks US a barrel. Gold falling around 0.9 of a percent, 19.43, down $17.40. Platinum down 1.4%, but we did see some better LME metal prices. Copper had a 2% rise, nickel had a 5.9% rise. It is very volatile, that nickel price. Aluminium up 0.4. Zinc up 1.7. Lead up 0.6. Ton up 0.8 of a percent. Iron ore up 1.2% in trade yesterday. Coal also looking a bit of a merry old soul up 2.8% overseas. In our resource stocks overseas, in ADR terms, BHP was up 3.2%. Rio up 2.9%. Looks like we are seeing some interest return back into that resource sector. We had uh, Freeport McMoran up 5.3, Alcoa up 4.9, Tech up 2.1, Anglo up 2.8, Glencore up 5.3, Vale up a measly 0.9, and we did see um, a little bit of interest in Arbamal up 4.7% in the lithium space. So that cut in the repo rate yesterday in China, the short-term interest rates, only small, but it's certainly sending a signal that maybe China is starting to get its act together as far as stimulus goes. And we are seeing a little bit of optimism breaking out, especially with US inflation coming down. That CPI will get to 0.1% for the month, 4% from a year ago, excluding food and energy core CPI, which is what the Fed really looks at, rose 04 and 5.3 respectively. All the numbers were in line with consensus and that does now suggest a 100% chance, at least that's what the market is pricing in, that the Federal Reserve will not raise interest rates in their meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday in the US. Uh, That slide of 3.6% energy prices kept the CPI gain in check for the month. Food prices up just 0.2. So that was good news there. There was a 0.6% increase in shelter prices, which is the biggest contributor for the all items or headline CPI reading. Housing costs make up a third 
of the index waiting. That uh, news out uh, on AMD didn't do much to stir the shares, uh, but everybody seems to be waiting a little bit for the FOMC to confirm what we all know in terms of that pause, skip or a jump, I guess, a bit of triple jump talk uh, for the Fed in terms of that um, a hawkish pause or a hawkish skip, perhaps, suggesting that uh, we may even have reached the peak of interest rate rises in the US. In other news, the Bank of America survey of global fund managers. Tech has proved hard to resist. This is the list of the top most crowded trades through early June. Long big tech, 55%. Short China equities, 13%. Long China equities, 8%. Short US dollars, 6%. Long T-bills, 6%. And short US banks, uh, 4%. So that is the Harry Kane trades of global fund managers at the moment. The biggest tail risks they're citing in the Bank of America survey. High inflation keeps central banks hawkish. 36% say that. Bank credit crunch and global recession, 22%. Geopolitics worsen. Of course, you've got Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan. Systemic credit event and AI tech bubble. There are reports that the US plans to purchase about 12 million barrels of oil this year as it begins to refill the depleted emergency reserves. Remember that it did draw down those strategic petroleum reserves in times of high energy prices. So that is something they need to refill at some stage. The White House didn't immediately comment, though, on that. As far as local news goes today... We have uh, some news out from CSL. They're guiding to a uh, skewed towards the top end of prior guided range of 2.7 billion for CSL there. And uh, they're talking about some currency headwinds of around 230 to 250 million versus prior guidance of 175 million. So a little bit of an issue there with the FX headwinds. Uh, but it does see, as it seem as if the, uh, the range... Uh, is still intact for CSL, but certainly uh, that is something for investors to consider. We're also getting news in The Australian today that Treasury Wine Estates, TWE, is set to offload some South Australian vineyards. Uh, The paper reports is seeking to offload around 1,000 hectares in South Australia, with sales expected to get offers of around $25,000 per planted hectare. Uh, the article notes further four sites totaling around 400 hectares are also being prepared. In broken news today, City has downgraded uh, No Hope, New Hope, to a sell uh, from neutral target cut from $4.80 to $4. Whitehaven is, uh, remains a buy rating but adds high risk to the call. Target cut from uh, $2.780 from $8.70 uh, there for that one. In other news today, there was a microcap. Uh, My Physique used to be the name of this one. It's now called Advanced Health Imaging. Uh, it was up 370% yesterday to 40 cents. It then went into a trading hall and issued a speeding ticket. Uh, it also has a NASDAQ listing, uh, but it had a notice in February stating that it was not in compliance with the tech-heavy exchange listing rules as its shares had traded under a dollar for too long a period. Be interesting to see what comes out of that this morning. Uh, Kalium Lakes, KLL, which is a listed uh, sulfate of potash producer, uh, their shares suspended pending a 
operational update, has been meeting with investment banks about defence strategies. All options apparently are on the table, including initiating a sale process, a capital injection, corporate restructure. Um, so this stock is down 69% over the last 12 months. In broken news today, Domino's Pizza has been downgraded to a sell from neutral at UBS. Uh, the target price has been increased to $40. And we've also seen Macquarie Telecom uh, upgraded to an outperform from sector perform at RBC Capital Markets. Uh, that target price has been increased to $76 from $63, giving a 20% upside. Uh, Janus Education Group has extended the agreement with ESA with an initial term of three years plus additional option for three years, uh, valued at over $24 million. CSR has appointed Sarah Lom as CFO, effective in September. We also saw Aeris Resources updating the Canbel Ego main load deposit uh, mineral resource estimate to 1.83 million tonnes at 1.74% copper. And in an interesting AFR article this morning, uh, critical metal stocks are now worth more than gold. So that is something to think about. The basket of 33 major ASX-listed critical mineral stocks is now more valuable than the 25 companies that provide or comprise the S&P ASX All Lords Gold Index, which was worth $86.1 billion on Tuesday. So critical metals include things like lithium, rare earths, graphite and nickel. So certainly that is of interest. Uh, the ASX is home to 88 lithium producers or explorers, which is around 4% of the local market is dedicated to finding the lightest metal on the periodic table. Well, that's about it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. A question of the day today is, are we seeing signs of life in the consumer discretionary stocks which have been beaten down and smashed uh, this year on the looming consumer crunch, I guess, the looming mortgage and rental crunch? Not so looming for most people, I suspect, at the moment. Have we seen, though, a bit of a bottom in that consumer discretionary space? Well, that's it. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.